drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It's your host, Derek Oakley, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Gotta make it a double. Cornbread! And uh, I'm I'm here going solo on this show uh, this week. Um, we'll see how it shakes out. You know, it's, it's still busy here in the summertime. Lions are just going to be reporting to camp, so things are... About to go crazy and ramp up, but uh, still lots to talk about. We'll see how the show shake out. Probably get Chops and Logan Lamarandier back on here at some point um, to talk some Lions balls. Things get rolling, but uh, yeah, man, I want to just jump on here and uh, we'll kind of see how the show goes. Uh, gosh, life and, and everything's just been crazy, so... Um, it's kind of the quiet before the storm in regards to Lions football, but what I did is on this show, I think I want to do just some questions. I threw it out to my buddies, I threw it out on Twitter, I threw it out to our loyal listeners, and people hit me back with just some general topics of things they might want to hear about. I you know, barely just copy-paste, jotted them down on my sheet, a couple other things on my mind, and I think I'm just going to work my way through these and talk them through. Um, for you guys out there listening, kind of what's on the the lines, the mind of Lions fans, and and what I'm thinking right now on some of these topics. So we'll do that. I might even get into like some what I'm thinking about the NFC North because obviously that's the division that we plan on winning this year. That's what you got to take care of first, and the, the first priority for the our Detroit Lions. And I might get you guys primed up for training camp. Some guys to watch, some things to think about. And uh, again, just encourage you to snag those free tickets. I think those are going, um, you're are available on 719. That's Wednesday at like 10 a.m. You can go to lions.com and grab your free training camp tickets. And uh, like I say, just a good day to hang out outside in the sun, watch this football team and enjoy. So I hope a lot of you guys go down and do that as well. But uh, let's not mess around. Let's just get right into it. So one of the first things that came up was kind of, you know, it's coming around that time where it's going to be training camp kicking off and, uh, you know, Lions did hard knocks last year. They're not going to have those cameras, those distractions, those different things. You know, we're not going to speak of the team that is going to have hard knocks because they don't matter and their quarterback is, uh, you know, we have, we have a sound bite for him on the show. You guys know what it is. You pompous. Yeah, that quarterback that used to be with Green Bay, you know who he is. Uh, They're going to be a hard knocks. But the Lions were last year. You know, somebody just hit me up wondering kind of who was my favorite last year and and who will I think have a really fun or be kind of the talk of the town in training camp this year. Gosh, last year, I mean, it's got to be this guy, right? Rodrigo! That was the sound drop. Here's the live version. Rodrigo! Here's the sound drop. Rodrigo! Live version. Rodrigo! <laughs> um, you guys know who he is. Number 44, the linebacker that's uh, wearing cowboy hats and chaps and hitting people and teammates loved him and coaches loved him. The way he just diagnosed the screen pass and blow it up in practice and just has a really good attitude for the game. So, I mean, he was really fun last year. He's a good player. We'll kind of see where he falls in the depth chart this year. I could see Rodrigo um, maybe being bumped down a peg or two if Derek Barnes, my boy, number 55, steps up. And uh, if these other linebackers, Jack Campbell, Fabio, and others uh, play some good football. But uh, he, he's a good, good guy to have on the team. Uh, definitely kind of that... 
talk of hard knocks last year. This year, I mean, last year if it was Rodrigo, I think this year it's Kerbo, <laughs> Kirby Joseph. I mean, this guy has so much swag. He's so cool. He's a ball player. I think he hit me up on Twitter one time when I told him his Twitter handle couldn't be Kirby B. It just sounded like a pop star. He hit me back and said that's his middle name. And I said, we just got to get something with a little more swag. And he was like, B's for ball hawk. And I was like, I was like, yeah, man, that that works. You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a ball hawk, no doubt. And uh, he proved that because he's that smug, pompous, you know, what's, uh, that's his son, you know, um, he proved that last year with three picks and, and basically ran that scumbag out of green Bay. So Kerbo is, uh, going to be so fun. I just expect him to have extra drip on before, during, and after the game, every game. I expect his teammates to be dancing, having a blast with this guy. I expect him to get his hands on more footballs. Uh, He's just really turned it into a fun, exciting, young, dynamic football player for the Detroit Lions. So give me Kirby Joseph all day as the guy to watch and the guy that everyone will be talking about, both in training camp and as the season moves on for the Lions. Somebody, um, you know, another question came in, kind of, do I have any surprise possible roster cuts? And it, it's tough, you know, I'm looking at the at the team and it's just sort of like you got some nice depth. You got a lot of the young players. You got some guys with some contracts or things you, you maybe think you can't move on from. But you guys might think I'm crazy, but some of the names I came up with that could be surprise cuts or could be aggressive moves to move on from players because you're young cats or other guys are stepping up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hal Vitae. I know he's boys with Pen A. I know he says he feels great after that back surgery, but I could see how Vitae maybe having a whole home training camp or maybe the back acts up again and him being a guy that they decide to cut. Maybe I, I don't have it in front of me. I assume they could save some dough if they moved on from a player like that. Um, I'm hoping he's good to go and that he's motivated and can play, but that was one name. Uh, I hate to say this next one. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? I mean... Ball player, you know, two, three years ago, a couple nice, really nice years, injury year, not didn't do anything last year. Love the guy, love his size, power rusher type player that can help you, but I don't know where he fits if Hutch and Charles and some of these guys are out there getting after it as well as um, some of these young guys. But um, I'm hoping that Romeo finds that pass rush, stays healthy, can can be a great rotation piece, might even be a starter on the opposite of Hutch. You know, that's kind of what they paid him for. But we'll see with that. Hate to say it, really do. Most of you don't hate that I'm going to say it because you've been saying it for a while. Big denim. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a surprise or a possible cut. He's still my boy. I still love the nickname. I still think he can blow up defenses. But he's got to show us something here in year three. He's got to get right. He's got to be in drills. He's got to be with his teammates. And if he can't do any of those above, you're probably going to have to just move on. Say we missed on a high second rounder and call it a day. But I'm hoping Levi, a.k.a. Big Denim, balls out for the Detroit Lions. But we are all skeptical at this point. Couple of their names and and us Michigan fans and and you loyal Lions fans, I hate to hear it, but I mean Graham Glasgow. I like the signing. I think he's a good interior lineman plus a center, but I could see him maybe just not having it or them wanting to go with Sorsdahl and some of the other younger options. And and like if Hal Vitae plays real well, that would kind of push Glasgow down another peg or two. So he could be a guy. Hey, works his butt off in camp, but just doesn't make that final cut. And another guy, I mean, this guy's a kicker, but kickers matter. And you traded a pick for a kicker. I mean, I haven't been hearing the best things about Riley Patterson. He doesn't have a huge leg. So good guy, was good with the Lions as a as an undrafted rookie or whatever. But if he doesn't bang him consistently and hit him from deep, then I could see Riley Patterson being a guy that gets cut after you gave up a pick to get this guy, you know, conditional late pick, whatever. But... Um, he doesn't seem locked in at the kicker spot from everything I can tell. So those are just a few names 
Again, I didn't want to get too crazy because I don't think a lot of these top names, depth chart guys are going to get moved aside, but those are a few to keep on your brain. Another thing I got is, you know, everyone's favorite. Oh, my gosh, we got to get DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you heard me on here from day one say, no, no, thank you. Absolutely not. It just didn't make sense for a whole lot of reasons. You know, people wondering if there's a receiver or some other skill player that I think can, you know, be better or can fit in or can take up, you know, for the lack of JMO and do some things. Yeah, his name's Jameer Gibbs. We drafted him at 12. Um, no, but seriously, I, I put on Twitter, you guys can find me at Derek Oakry. Gosh, this is a guy I've always loved. I think he's just creeping over that 30, 31 years old. He's unsigned. I feel like he would fit Detroit. He'd come in and be gritty and grimy. Give him a one-year deal. Give him a low number. But respect this guy's uh, game. Jarvis Landry. Juice. I mean, I think he could come in here, play inside, outside, move sticks, score touchdowns, be almost like that Anquan Bolden-type player when the Lions picked him up years ago and he did some nice things. So I threw that out there. And the other one I threw out that people laughed me out, gave me all these reasons why not. A few were like, yeah, that'd be cool. Kenny Galladay. <laughs> like, this isn't just because he used to play here. It's not because he was one of my guys. It's because, okay, he had a couple down years in with the New York Giants who haven't been good, you know? He he may have took the money. I agree with that. But now he's got the money. He played really well here in Detroit. He's only a couple years older, probably, what, 28, 29 years old. Why can't he come here and have a good six games, a good eight games, a good ten games, a good role for the Detroit Lions? You know, he would be familiar here. He would love this coaching staff. He would this guy that goes up to make plays. He goes up and gets the football. So... I don't know why that was such a bad suggestion if, if Kenny will take a lower deal to come back here and, and have a role early and then see where he fits in once the wide receiver core is, is up and rolling, once hashtag JMO Fast gets back. I didn't think it was that crazy. I mean, what, do you, what would you rather have, Juice or Kenny G or Nikhil Harry or Byron Pringle? Exactly. Um, so... You know, Lions are still sitting with like 20, 22-ish million. People are wondering like what Brad at home's big move is going to be, what he's waiting on, what's he going to do. Again, I, I get laughed at for all these things, and I tried to just sparingly put them out there, but it hit me the other day that I just absolutely love everything Max Crosby brings to the table. Yes, it was partly because I, I binge-watched um, quarterback on Netflix, which I never watch, you know, all the episodes in a row, but loved the show, loved everything about it, loved how he was getting after Patrick Mahomes. He's a bad boy, piston type player. He's got go go gadget arms. He's an incredible rusher, and people are like, but okay, they just paid him and he's good. Why would he ever come here? Well, he went to Eastern Michigan. The Raiders are the Raiders both on and off the field, so I never write anything off for what they might do or not do. And the Lions have the cap space and the ability to get a player like that if they really want to. I know it's out of the box to actually go be aggressive and get a top-flight player, but it's not impossible. Other teams do it, so I just think he fits Dan Campbell. He fits his team. He fits another edge, him and Hutch on both sides. I mean... You want to talk about Unleash Hutch. Unleash Hutch. And gosh, we'd just be hearing this all day with Crosby on the other side. I mean, what do you think, Dan Campbell? Unleash Hutch. I'm ready to unleash Hutch. And he'd be ready to unleash Max with two X's as well. And, and, and again... You can say Chase Young's not coming here. I saw another video of him. This is a physical specimen, a young player, a guy off injury, a big-time edge rusher. Those are the kind of guys I'm going to go get with this money. I'm not going to get an aging old receiver like Hopkins who goes to Tennessee where all receivers go to die. Look at Randy Moss. <laughs> Look at Julio. Look at name another old receiver over 30 that goes there and, and just putzes around. You know, I'm going to spend my money on young defensive studs. 
Our offense is already ready to roll. So, you know, the conservative SOL, we never get a nice things answer is that the Lions aren't going to do anything with that money other than probably try to keep their own, try to resign their own guys, try to take care of Amon Ra or save it for a rainy day like when you have to pay Penny Sewell buckets oh buckets of money so I'm good with that man keep keep your own guys take care of your own you know be be a good strategy as well if they don't make a splash but I'm still expecting an ad I'm not talking like oh we got Melvin Ingram everybody yay no like I'm talking about a mid to upper splash that adds a an impact player on offense or defense for this football team I just think it would have to come via trade because there ain't nobody on free agents right now that I'm willing to pony up for for the Detroit Lions. Oh, my gosh. Everybody out there, this is for chops right here. The old Jared Goff segment, JG16, as he called him, his boy. I mean, people talking about him getting disrespected. People are like, oh, he's 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 a top three quarterback in the NFC. How could he be in the 15, 18s in the National Football League? I mean, we all know this guy played well. We all know we want him to play well this year. We know Chops is the conductor of the golf train. We know that I'm TBD, if you'll ask me. We'll see. Um, you know, this guy's said and done everything right. Don't get me wrong. But he throws wobbly spirals. He can't move very well. And he has limitations. So do I hope he balls and puts up these crazy numbers? I see people putting up like 4,800 yards and 30-some touchdowns. MVP dark horse. I mean, come on, man. Like, if he if he's a top 12-ish quarterback in the league or a top eight guy in the conference and protects the football, I think we'll all be happy because we can run it, we can throw it, hopefully our defense is not a sieve, and we win ball games. That's what I'm hoping for from the quarterback. Uh, let's see. We still got some more, more time here in the first segment, so... Let's let's talk about running backs real quick. I mean, gosh, running backs getting disrespected. We've known this for a while. I love the old Twitter machine when you jump on, you put out something, and the, the GM experts come out of the woodwork talking about how they never pay a running back, and they draft one in the eight, you know, in the uh, late fourth round, and they'd find a Pro Bowler every year, and you know, this, that, and the other. And it's easy to say. It's hard to do. You know, you can find running backs, yes, in other ways. You can you can wait and build a stable of backs rather than have a good player. I get it. But the fact that running backs are getting less on average than kickers, come on, man. Like, I feel like the Lions have been one of the biggest teams investing in RBs. We've taken second rounders, left, right, and center the past five, ten years. We've invested a top 12 pick in Jameer Gibbs. We've, you know, we are going to have to pay them. We, we we gave David Montgomery a nice little chunk. So it's a valued position on the football field. I mean, these guys score touchdowns. They move chains. They help your offense. And I, I'm a proponent of not giving them mega, big, long-term deals, especially when they're 27, 28, 29, 30 years old, obviously. But you can find a young guy and pay him for what he's worth and what he contributes to your football team. I think that's only fair. So I hope these running backs get taken care of a little better, like my boy Saquon Barkley or Pollard, who who told you on this in our fantasy pods like three years ago that Tony Pollard was going to be an absolute stud and that Zeke Elliott was done. And then what happened? Exactly. So, you know, we'll see what happens with all this. Like right before I got recording, word came out that, uh, you know, I think like a day ago, Jameer Gibbs signed. Before I got recording, my boy, Brian Branch, is now signed. Brian Branch just looks like a ball. Every time I see him, I'm so more, so much more excited about how high I was on this cat and how I think he's going to be great here in Detroit. He looks filled out for a rookie. He's thick for a DB slash safety. He looks smart as a whip. Uh, Don, you know, He's got that chip on his shoulder. Love Brian Branch. So he was unsigned up till today. He's signed. Rookies report. 
Thursday, which is like the 20th, 19th or 20th, they get in there. Don't get overly excited because you always hear these report dates and then really nothing comes out right away. So, you know, you'll probably start hearing stuff um, next week or the week, few days leading up to when camp actually opens is when all the news will come. But you know us as diehard Lions fans. We love the pictures of the guys showing up to the facility. We love Dan Campbell interviews when he steps to a podium. All that's going to be happening before you can blink, which is always Super fun. Uh, what else do I got here on the first uh, half of the show? Um, you know, I said it before. I'll say it again on this show. I mean, J-Mo, he loved the kids. J-Mo loved the kids, man. He's out. Jameson Williams is out doing, you know, Jameson Williams Foundation camp for kids, teaching them routes. He's out in the rain. He's talking to reporters. He's... You can make up stuff or critique his off the field all day long. The reason you can do it and people are getting away with it now is because he hasn't had a chance to ball on the field yet. Every time I've heard him, he sounds like a young, swaggy football player that isn't perfect on or off the field, but is elite when it comes to his speed, his playmaking ability, and how much the city is going to love him when he starts making plays. So I loved seeing him give back. I loved seeing him fight through the rain, work with his coaches, who I think were some of his family members and friends, teach these kids, show them some love. I mean, if you're going to beat up on Jameson Williams all day, give him some love, too, when he does some great stuff like that out of the kindness of his heart and with his own time. And a guy that's in the D. He's not hanging out in L.A. or he's not down in Florida running track drills. Guys in the D, ready to get to it for training camp and and helping out kids in the community. So that's incredible as well. So everybody, let me get our great sponsors in here. Um, They always help the show. And before I do that, I just want to thank everybody. You know, between me and Chops, we've been talking about a whole bunch of different ideas and things we can do with the very limited time that we have. We wish we could just jump on here and talk football and sports and Detroit sports and fantasy football and you know, everything all day, every day, but we're doing what we can now. We want to give you guys some more content. So we've created what's called Detroit Kool-Aid Select. It's bonus content for you guys that want it. We put it at a very low, low $2.99 per month. You can subscribe with a little link in the show notes as well as uh, hit me up on Twitter or something. If you want the link, I can send it to you. It takes about two clicks to sign up. It really helps the show, helps uh, keep the lights on for what we're trying to do and build uh, day after day here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And uh, I put up some bonus shows already where I was talking all things Detroit sports. I was giving some real inside looks at fantasy football, who I like, why I like them, how my drafts are going, why you should be, um, you know, deep in fantasy football as well. Don't tell me you don't got time or you're too busy because the same people that tell me they're the best GM ever and they can do this and they'll make this pick and they know football are the same people that when you challenge them to a league, they're like, oh, I don't have time. I'm so busy with my whole life. So important. Um, So, you know, if you love football and you think you're a real GM, get in some high-end fantasy leagues and have some fun, man. That That is good stuff. So if you... If you're a diehard Detroit Kool-Aid drinker with the Kool-Aid and the cornbread, please hit up Detroit Kool-Aid Select and to help us out that way. Also, listen to our sponsors. That really helps us out. Share this show with a friend. Give us a review if you got time to hit that up. We don't promote that as much. Call up the Kool-Aid hotline, 989-272-3484. Leave me a hot take. Leave me an opinion. Say something funny. Give yourself a great nickname. I'll probably play you here on the show. And if you send in questions here in the next couple of weeks, I'll gladly answer your questions on the show, hit you with a shout out, maybe read some Twitter handles, all that good stuff that I like to do. So everybody, give our sponsors a listen. We'll come back to some NFC North roundup, some training camp preview, a few more of these questions and hot topics that I got on my brain and uh, serve up some of that Detroit Kool-Aid. So everybody, I'll be right back. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? 
I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. What's going on, Kool-Aid drinkers? We're back from the break. Thank you so much for those sponsors. Thank you to those folks that have hit up Detroit Kool-Aid Select. I know a lot of you guys have asked me about it, asked for the link, um, you know, getting around to both getting signed up as well as uh, being nice enough to be like, hey, man, we love what you guys do. We love the show. We want to do whatever we can to help support it as well as uh, get some bonus content from you. And that's that's what we're doing right now is that very small subscription type option. Um, on the back half of the show, before I get rolling, I always try to give some Kool-Aid shouts. Um, I want to give some shouts real quick to these uh, great, loyal, diehard Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers that joined me in the Detroit Kool-Aid cast fantasy league. And not the one we did a, a month or so ago, which 20 of you jumped in and we had a big old draft and had a lot of fun. Right before I got recording, I found out that one of my fantasy sleepers this year is Isaiah Pacheco. And it just said that he might be out six weeks, so that's going to kill me in a bunch of my leagues, but I still like him as a ball player. But uh, anyway, back to this other Kool-Aid league I did, PFF All-22. Go check these guys out. Again, if you love football, love fantasy football, this is straight up you drafting a 53-man roster from scratch, offensive linemen, offense and defense, punters, kickers. You're basically building your own football team, and they have created this word straight up i mean gosh i drafted penne sewell in the second round i drafted max crosby in the third round i mean you get rewarded for drafting those ballers just as much as you do wide outs running backs quarterbacks tight ends like you do in a standard fantasy league so i just want to shout out um the guys that i recognize in this league jp 1077 jumped in this league he told me Man, it's fun, but this is something he's never experienced before in fantasy. And I'm like, that's why it's so awesome. Appreciate you, JP, for jumping in. We got a guy, Steve from Cali, who's been in this league, making some good picks, some interesting picks, some not-so-good picks. Also sleeping at the wheel sometime on the clock, and he always tells me, but I'm on the West Coast. <laughs> Come on, Steve. Um, you still got to keep an eye on that email. And when it says you're on the clock, just quickly make a pick, uh, keep us rolling. Um, who else we got in here? We got David. Um, David, who's the bench warmers. I think this guy's in, in multiple of my fantasy leagues now. He slowly creeped in like one or two. <laughs> now he's in multiple. I want to say he's in a handful or so. But uh, David Truxton, appreciate you, buddy. Um, always competing. Always having a take. I think I... He showed a picture of his league trying to prop it up to me. And I said, get him, Charles. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible, which I think offended him. But I was kind of kidding, kind of not. That's terrible. That's terrible. Thanks, Charles. And the only reason I gave him grief on it is because I felt like he was leaning towards old skill players early in the draft. Where here you got to get young, talented, you know, premier positions more so than these guys that are 30 years old. Because in this league... Once I take you, I can keep you as a player on my team as long as I want. This isn't a redraft next year. This isn't a, oh, you know, we'll see what happens. This is, I'm going to have Penny Sewell for a decade, basically, you know, on this team is, is how it shakes out. But uh, David, we'll see how your sh team shakes out. I appreciate you. I hope they ball out. TBD, if you ask me, we'll wait and see. <laughs> we also got Jay Sweet. Uh, he's in a couple of my leagues. He's been having fun with it. What about Kyle Dahmer, a loyal donator, supporter of the show? He hits me up all the time on Facebook Messenger, which is he's one of the only people that uses that that hits me up because I haven't been on Facebook and I don't know how long other than when I share the pod because I've got to share my personal or everything that's going on in my life on Facebook. Is that even a thing anymore? 
But uh, Kyle Dahmer, Kyle hits me up on there and talks some smack about fantasy football. He tells me how great his team is. He's uh, he's unfortunately uh, a fan of these bumps. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. <laughs> and again, Kyle, I remind you that they are and have been and probably will be this year uh, vanquished. Ohio State is vanquished. Exactly. And, uh, you know, probably a couple others here maybe that I, I should. I'm trying to look at their emails, see if I recognize them. But a couple other guys that jumped in um, that have been having fun with it. So it's been a really fun league. We're in round 30 out of 53 right now. Of course, my team's going to dominate and, uh, and and ball out. And I'm putting some of those picks on Twitter two at a time, a few a day, just so you guys can see who I'm taking and what kind of team I'm building. Um, that's just something I love to do is not only build a team, but draft and uh, evaluate it with you guys who could tell me how horrible or what a great pick or man, I love that player. And this is why I love all that stuff. So anyway, those are my shout outs. Appreciate you guys for diving in. Hope you're having fun with that uh, Detroit Kool-Aid cast pro football focus, all 22 fantasy football league. Uh, big shout outs to everybody. Let's uh, let's dive back into some of these random questions and whatnot. I may be doing a hot take episode on Chops' boy, Jared Goff, and quarterback series on, on Netflix about is Jared Goff in the gym, like Patrick Mahomes is working, is, is, is Jared Goff, you know, trying to get better and better? Is he at the top of his physical peak, or is he just a smart cerebral football player that's that's being helped by his OC and and the players around him here in Detroit who knows hope he plays well I may do a separate episode on that where I can rant rave and go crazy but uh you know some people are asking me again uh, all types of fantasy football questions is that like I mean I'm not gonna go down a whole list of ballers that I think you should keep your eye on but it's one of the first years that I've invested in ARSB, which is also known as Amon Ra. Um, think he's about to just blow up and be just a, a top eight type receiver, top ten guy in the whole league. Uh, gosh, you, you know, you got guys. One of my other favorites is Debo. I've loved him since the Senior Bowl. I think he's due for a big bounce back year. Kyle Sanders is one of my sleepers in Carolina. I feel like he um, is in a nice situation, very athletic, kind of compares to Saquon Barkley and a lot of athleticism-type scores. I think DK Metcalf might be a big-time problem this year in the NFL. You know, Josh Allen was a little bit of a letdown last year. I think he's really going to put up huge touchdowns and yards this year. Watch out for my boy Kyle Pitts this year to finally put up a – Big time year as a tight end. I think Lamar Jackson's going to be big time. Who else here? I already said Pacheco seems to be hurt, but I thought he was going to be a touchdown monster this year. You know, look out Look out for Jameer Gibbs from a fantasy perspective. I haven't been able to really get him in any leagues because he's kind of going higher than I want, but he could be exciting. George Pickens. Um, Gabe Davis is a late sleeper guy that I like. Um, you know, Kincaid with Buffalo might be a really sneaky late tight end that you could add. You know, there's just so many names. So there's just a few fantasy football guys at the top of my head that are exciting or that I like to add to my teams at the right price, at the right value, which, you know, is always the most important. I'm not going to go ahead and take a player just because he plays for the Lions or just because I love his game. He's got to be at the right spot in the draft and the right value. But the big picture thing I want to give you fantasy football people, because we're coming around where you guys will be drafting your office leagues or with your friends or with your family. It's all in those small leagues. I'm talking about like the eight to 10 team Yahoo leagues that you guys do or ESPN. To me, it's still about RBs. Don't give me this, oh, I'm doing a no RB strategy. Oh, I'm going to take all these stud wideouts. Oh, I'm going to take a quarterback in the top three rounds. No. You load up on RBs. 
You can get wideouts late and anytime you want because there's so many studs, and you can get a quarterback in a small league anytime you want. Don't get it. You start waiting until the very end. You're like, oh man, there's only, you're still going to get a guy that's going to put up numbers each week. I mean, you don't need to have a top stud. When those guys are taking Pat Mahomes, you're loading up on RB. So that's my big time strategy for most of you out there. Another hot topic that came out, not fantasy related, but kind of gaming related, is Madden ratings. Do they matter? Do I care? <laughs> Do they actually like piss off NFL players and quote unquote motivate them? I mean, how do I answer these? Uh, I guess I'll do them in order. Do they matter? No. <laughs> You know, I'm sure Madden puts a lot of effort. You saw those commercials a couple of years ago for Madden Raiders. You know, they were kind of like people that raided Madden. And they were kind of a joke, but not really. I'm sure there are people that, quote unquote, watch tape or evaluate these guys and put the ratings on them. But, um, you know, I can't imagine that they have the, the good sense of who can play, who can't. They're going off last year. They're going out who the media says is going to be good. They're... They're rating off very superficial means, unless somebody proves me otherwise that they do this ultra deep dive. I mean, they do have lots of metrics in the game, but I'm sure those are copy paste for the most part. Bump a guy up here, bump a guy down here. We don't like him, so we'll move him down. This guy is going to be on the cover. He moves way up, that type of stuff. Um, do I care? No, I don't care. I mean, what? Uh, I'm looking at the Lions right here. The Lions as a team are a 70. Two, I believe it is overall as a team. You look at their top-rated players: Frank Ragnow, ARSB, Pen A, CJGJ, Monty, Taylor Decker, Unleash Hutch, JMO, that quarterback. I mean, and then it gets dicey. Then they start having people like, you know, Marv. You know, Mosley, who's never played it down. Cam Sutton, I don't even know if they have his right picture on this website that I'm on right now. Or it's from years ago. They don't have his swaggy dreads out there. You got Kerbo. They got Tracy, Jonah. They got my boy Brian Branch up there. I mean, and then it gets down to Khalif and this and that. So, like, I mean, it. yeah, they just don't seem to have a great feel for, for where. The, I mean, of course, those are some of our top guys, but. Top guys, only two guys in like the upper 80s. Come on, come on, man. Um, you know, you're gonna give Hutch barely an 80 rating. Get out of here with that. They call him a small speed rusher, is what it says here on maddenratings.com. Get out, of, get out of here with that. I mean, I could give you the sound bite. That's just garbage. Unleash Hutch. Does that sound like a small speed edge rusher to you? No. Um, all right, so enough with that. No, they don't matter. No, I don't care. <laughs> Do they motivate players, you know, other than a few funny tweets from CJ, GJ, or people making fun of their things? I think JMO got like a 98 speed rating, which is straight up hashtag JMO fast. Like, man, you might be like a 90 in speed rating, but are you hashtag JMO fast? Because he's a 98. No, I didn't think so. Um, so, so that's going on right now. That's all over the Twitter machine. Um, let, let's get to the NFC North, man. Let, let's finish it up with some division talk. So, I, I feel like I feel like this division, you know, everyone is just handing it to the Lions. Obviously, they have to earn it. You know, nobody knows what Jordan Love's going to do. Don't call him garbage. Don't put him in the Hall of Fame. You really don't know. I did like the kid in college. I do think there is something to be said for somebody that sits, learns, and uh, then comes in and plays. I feel like he'll have a pretty good handle. He's a pretty exciting player. Yes, he'll have growing pains as well. Minnesota, speaking of quarterback series on Netflix, you know, Kirk Cousins. I don't know if he's the biggest dweeb I've ever seen or the nicest guy ever. Probably somewhere in between, but uh, he's a pretty good stat quarterback. Not good in primetime, can't win your playoff games. Definitely damn sure ain't going to win you a Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, they got a few players. Defense still a little sketchy, I'd say, over there. They'll get some players back healthy. And then you got the Chicago Bears. Psh, Chicago. That's for you, at Joey Sports Guy. Me and him been hitting up on the text. Hopefully we can get a show done one of these days, talk some football together. But uh, he's a busy man. I got a lot going on over here as well. So we'll see how that shakes out. But 
Go check out at Joey Sports Guy on Twitter. Go support all the stuff he's doing and make fun of the Bears shows if you're a Lions fan because that's kind of what we do. Um, I, I do seriously think the Bears will be more exciting. You know, they've added some exciting defenders, some some wide receivers, some interesting running backs, you know, added to their O-line with my boy Darnell Wright. So, you know, they, they could they could surprise or be fun, but I still don't think they're having any wins. You know, I'd probably put them at like six or less again this year for that team so I do think it is for the Lions taking they are going to have to protect the football it's all about turnovers you're going to have to be explosive again on offense another thing I got from uh, you know one of my buddies was like he he's wanting me to break down coaching staff talk about Ben Johnson you know you know what are we going to do how are they going to make golf even better like I really think you saw what Ben Johnson was last year. I mean, he just needs to build off or keep that keep that same aggressiveness and pace. They've already shown they're not afraid to pull tricks out of their bag. They will out-scheme and out-flank you. He's already helped Jared Goff a ton. I'm not sure how much better he could play at the quarterback position or help from the OC than Ben Genius has already given him. But I think our tight ends are sneaky. I mean, I'm looking at my boy James Mitchell. I'm looking at the Laporta supporters out there, um, which I've become one of. I'm looking at Brock Wright. Shane Zilstra still a little sneaky. Got a couple other cats like Derek Deese and other guys that are out there. I mean, I think that could be a sneaky position as well as how dynamic are these RBs going to be. I mean, will, will Gibbs hit the ground running and be an absolute stud, or will it take him a little time? Will he have any injury issues, or will he be a three-down, all-over-the-football-field dynamic weapon, as we all hope? Um, we'll, we'll see. You know, I hope so. Um, you know, also got hit up with, why are we getting no talk about H2O? You guys know I deemed him with that nickname. H2 for Hendon Hooker, O for offense. Everybody needs a little H2O in their life, right? You get a little you get a little thirsty here on the pod. Normally we serve you up that Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. But how about a little H2O for your life? Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! Wash it down with H2O. Drink it in, man. I uh I mean I love Hendon Hooker. You know, I know I waffled a little bit in the draft process where I loved him. I drafted him in my mocks. Then I pulled back and said, ah, the offense, the injury, the this. The reason I did that, and you can go back and check it, is because everyone was saying he's moving up high second round. Got to take him in the late first round. Might need to take him with pick 18 if you wanted. You know, I got wrapped up in that and didn't really want to go there unless the Lions absolutely had to have this guy now because they want leverage on Jared Goff and protect themselves. And you guys saw on draft day as he slid, who was the guy at the bottom of the second round saying, take Hen and Hooker? And they traded down multiple times. Top of the third round, take Hen and Hooker. Take Hendon Hooker. Then the pick comes up. They take my boy H2O. Perfect spot, perfect value dynamic player in college can throw the deep ball can run a little bit super smart great leader um yeah i I love everything about h2o i think he's in the perfect spot too i think he said he's at like month seven of his injury and it takes nine to ten sometimes even nine to twelve to really get back months to get back from the type of injury he had totally fine my guy take your time when you're ready you're ready um, I'm all good for all that. So I think when he's ready, he'll get those practice reps. If Chops' boy, JG16, stumbles, could they go with the young cat? i say maybe. Um, but, you know, we all pretty much assume it's Jerigoff's this year this year. If he absolutely balls, could he be here and could H2O be a top-end backup and a young guy? So we're always protected at the most important position in sports, quarterback. Yeah, that could be a scenario, but I'm kind of hoping it's the smooth transition from Chops' boy, Jared Goff, and the Goff train right to H2O, a big old tall glass of that in 2024. Um, that, that would be that would be incredible, and let our offensive weapons go at that point, let our run game go, our defense will be swaggy still. Like That could be really fun, but uh, so there's my hen and hooker take. Uh, you know, somebody was asking me too, like, 
I should know by now. I'm not a big. I do work for Pro Football Focus. I do some different things with them, but I don't get as wrapped up in the numbers. I wouldn't call myself an analytics guy. At times, I think it is fun to pull up numbers and look at stats and look at this and that and compare this, but I go a lot off feel, man. The eye test. Like, I think Brad Holmes is a lot like this or Dan Campbell. They they can see football players. They can they know a Detroit guy when they see one. They have a feel for what their football team needs, both on and off the football field. I'm much more like that. Instead of, well, there's a 2.6 rating here, and that equates to a better third down plays on these yardages. That's not how I rule, man. That's not how I do it. So I don't have a bunch of metrics or a bunch of things to throw in front of you today. I'm sure that's something Chops could do a bonus show on, or maybe next time we're on, I'll give him a full segment to do stats and, and analytics and metrics that are important to him. And I'll tell him why those don't matter or why this guy can't play or why those things support him, even though I never would have known those numbers. You know, we get it all that if you want to, but, um, I do think the Lions, when it comes to big pitcher metrics, they need to have explosive plays again this year, those big-time deep touchdowns in the run-pass game. They need to be efficient on third down. They need to be able to run it for not just like three, four, five a clip. They need to be able to hit those big runs like Ben Johnson has been saying. I think he has those players now that he wants for that type of explosive run game. And on defense, you know, it just comes down to keeping the penalties down, you know, keeping guys in front of you and and not being a sieve in pass coverage, which I feel like there's no way we can be as bad. We've been so bad in pass coverage for it feels like eight to ten years now. I feel like these guys, they've revamped everything. They have guys with proven track records, young and hungry, DAWGs, like we're not just going to be playing eight yards off and then running by the defender like my boy A.O. was at times during his lackluster moments with the Lions. Sure, he had some picks and some balls that found him, but go back and watch the tape and watch A.O. and just be like, oh, baby. Like, why is he letting a guy catch it? He's six yards off and then he's just running down the field like they're doing wind sprints rather than tackling the player. You know, he he was really frustrating at times in that realm. And don't get me started on anybody but Willie, Will Harris, and and other corners that we've had on this team that can't cover a coffee table. Um, You know, they're going to be better. That's going to be important. And and get the ball out. You're going to create fumbles. You're going to create turnovers. You can create interceptions because that's going to help you win ball games as well. When it comes to training camp, let me end on this. Again, I'm encouraging everybody to go out if you can. I know me sometimes, it's always like, oh, man, I want to get to training camp. Oh, I want to go hang out with some of my boys down there. We go get a burger, a bite to eat, a beverage, go watch the team, soak up some sun, you know, say what's up to the players, maybe get an autograph or two. Um, you know, and sometimes life just gets in the way or I, I prioritize other things where I don't get down there. But if you got an opportunity, you live close, you can pop in there. I mean, a lot of these practices are at 8 a.m. or whatever. So 8.30, I think, is when a lot of their practices get going. So if you live a couple hours away, man, it's hard getting down there at 8, you know, to get in the gates, get your spot, get ready, and then roll back. Especially these practices are like on Wednesdays, Thursdays. If you get up a weekend practice with your kids or your family, go out there. They got a lot of things for the kids and whatnot um, and family activities. That's awesome. If you're just a big time football fan, I recommend getting there at a decent time, go up to the bleachers, take that top row. Like I always do. If you see me at a practice, I'm going to be at the top row, chilling, watching the team, probably talking to whoever's next to me, whether it be a friend or a stranger, talking Lions football and telling them to subscribe to the podcast. But things to watch. I mean, of course, I'm always going to bring up the rookies. Everyone's always going to be watching the rookies. Um, You know, Jack Campbell, I'm excited to see what he can do on the field. I don't think he's going to be very exciting in interviews or he's not going to pop off the screen. I think if he's just really solid and carves out a nice role, that's going to be where I want him. Laporta, I'd love to see him continually said to be a guy that catches what comes his way. Factor in the red zone. Guy that looks good day in and day out. Gibbs, I'd love to see some explosives from him. But you guys know it's going to be my boy, hashtag JMO Fast. I'm going to have my eye on, you know. Is he catching the football consistently? Is he beating people deep? 
as much as I like these corners and safeties, he should be able to get behind them and do some damage and, and practice against him. And who we got coming in? The Giants and the Jags? Come on now. We should be able to do, dice them up a little bit and have some fun in those joint practices. You know, other things you watch more. It feels like you got to watch the quarterbacks, skill players a little bit more than the, the defenses when you go down to these practices. But obviously we want CJ, GJ, Kerbo, Tracy, Sutton, my boy Brian Branch, um, Jerry, Wait, hold on. Jury, J-U-U-U-R-R-Y-Y-Y, Jury Jacobs to be out there talking noise, making plays, putting on the seatbelt gang, doing his thing, them doing their thing, them dancing, them celebrating after INTs, even if it's on Jared Goff, because you know they're going to catch a couple of his wobbly ducks and uh, all types of goodness. So I want to see swagger. I want to see excitement. I want to see guys working hard. I want to see teammates holding other people accountable, not having it be the Detroit Lions country club that it was for years under Jim Caldwell and others. Hard practices, Dan Campbell sweating up a storm, yelling at people, people enjoying themselves, though, and getting better day in and day out for this football team. You're hearing this like on the 18th, 19th, 20th of July. Camp literally starts 28th, 29th, 30th, you know, into early August. And before you know it, I want to say it's like August 9th or something like that is the first preseason game. I mean, by the middle end of August, preseason's over, and the Lions are kicking it off in like 50 days. 50 days. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. That's super exciting for so many reasons. Uh, This should be a really fun year. I expect W's. I expect a fun, exciting young football team. And I expect all you out there to be drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid all season long that's what i got for you i hit a whole bunch of topics i read some random questions i gave you some takes some sound bites some opinions i'll do it all again next week right here on the detroit kool-aid cast take care everybody i'm out Drink it in, man.